0: everyone and welcome to already cancelled i am peter i'm joined by tara and we are going to count down our top 10 episodes of the twilight zone season one this is the classic original series of twilight zone we have reviewed all 36 episodes in season one and we're going to both sat here and we have uh, agreed upon our shared top 10 already cancelled top 10 if you will and this is something that me and connor have done for star trek for those for star trek seasons we've been doing top 5s but is one so long per season. That was enough for a top a top ten. Uh, I was explaining this and take one of this intro uh, before Foxy Tara's dog decided to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, Foxy. Sorry. <laughs> speak for, Foxy can speak for herself. You don't have to apologise on her behalf.
1: <laughs> she is an adult. I'll be having. She's months. like, uh, what is she like? Uh, in her late forties now, in dog years.
0: Man, she's older than us.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: she's wise. Yeah, work, work, cat years. Because I mean, Firefly and Whisker are at nine this year, looking.
1: Uh, cats never grow out of being a kitten.
0: Oh, I don't know if that's true. I, I think they reached the, the troublesome teens, quite frankly, to stay there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I was explaining the the first take of this intro that um, I always feel that if you're doing like a top twenty, top ten, top fifty, whatever. If you're adding stuff to make up the number, then your list is too big. If you're, what you mm-hmm. should be doing is cutting things you like to get it down to the number, so that it's a valid top ten or whatever the number is. And I feel like we had to do that. We had we like, definitely
1: know, did that, yeah.
0: Yeah, we cut we cut stuff away that we liked, meaning that this means something. It means like, no, we had to deliberate and come up with this. So, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and as a bonus, at the end, we're going to do our top three worst episodes of the season as well. So, look forward to the salty part later. <laughs>
1: I don't like that, but eh.
0: You don't want to do the worst section? You feel bad?
1: I don't like being negative.
0: I have hours and hours of footage that says otherwise. <laughs> may I direct everyone to the review of Terminator Three and the Atomic Cinema Experiment? If you want two <laughs> hours of Tara's un- unadulterated hatred, you may God, enjoy that. that so bad. <laughs>
1: None of these are, are Terminator Three level bad, I don't think, but that's fair. Yeah.
0: No, that's true. Um,
1: there was bound to be some stinkers, although you know it, it was kind of tough coming up with the third one for me no, anyway.
0: Yeah, no, I had one ready for the third. Uh, we we just disagreed in on that <laughs> one. Um, I will say, if you want my most recent uh, hatred at the time of recording, um, I, I did television for the multiverse earlier today uh, with Connor and I will say mm-hmm. that this week's Supergirl made me particularly angry, and I even dropped some F-bombs, even though I'm not supposed to, so... <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Alright, top ten <laughs> episodes of Twilight Zone Season 1. The first of five of these um, for this particular show. Um, I and, mean, you know, we've, we've loosely mentioned in the past that we might move on to the, the later Twilight Zone after this, or maybe go to something like The other Limits or whatever, but um, first of five of these original Twilight Zones. So, number ten is a fairly recent one. We did this right towards the end of the season. This was the After Hours. um, Which was episode- this is actually really- I should have wrote down the numbers next to these titles because, holy crap. A lot of scrolling here. So the After Hours is episode 34. So this was (laughs) right towards the end of the season. And this was about mannequins- and there'll be male spoilers uh, in these, but we'll try not to spoil the twists as we go. Mm. Um, So this is a a, uh, department store, a woman um, has a creepy encounter. And it's kind of about mannequins coming to life after uh, closing hours uh, in the store. So I think I think what we said in the review, and I'll sort of reiterate just briefly here, is that it's a really cool, well-directed episode. It's probably the best episode mm-hmm. for pure horror because it's actually got some really creepy scenes. Um, the story, the, the, the story, the point of the story, the message is maybe a bit murkier than some of the, the better episodes. It doesn't quite have the, the the sort of the the bite that some of those do, when it makes its point, but from a just entertainment value perspective really fun
1: mm-hmm. i agree um it it is very i don't want to say dark and moody but there is there is kind of a horror like atmosphere to it that uh twilight zone hasn't always been successful in at least in this first season we had a few horror episodes that were just kind of mediocre so um i this one definitely does it the best
0: yeah, I'd say there's, there's, a lot a, directed. there's a couple of decent ones but this is definitely the best one and I think part of it's because it just lets itself be quiet there's a couple of scenes where it'll just it's silent as something creepy is happening and it's so effective mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. uh, that's why that made number 10. Uh, number 9 going much earlier in the season is Walking Distance which I believe was episode number 5 and this is about a man who is unhappy with his life, unhappy with his, you know, business lifestyle, whatever he's doing. Um, I, me and just reviewed uh, *Shadow of a Doubt* today, the Hitchcock movie, and I was talking yeah. in that movie about there's a line where uh, the woman's talking about her brother who has been very successful, and when she's asked what her brother does, she just says, "Oh, he's in business. Uh, he's in business." <laughs> and obviously, that movie he's actually a, a serial killer who's been killing uh, widows and that's where, where all his money came from, so there's something shady there but I feel like that logic is kind of what a lot of uh, TV shows and stuff will do, they won't actually specify what the lead character does, it's just oh he's, he's in business, mm-hmm. he's just in business, he does business yep
1: <laughs> got the, the big client got the big client,
0: <laughs> yeah uh, how...
1: board meeting tonight
0: uh... <laughs> <laughs> now I'm starting to think of Birdemic when he's like oh I caught the big fish, one million dollars oh, yeah. oh that's great <laughs>
1: <laughs> i've only seen uh i've only seen the Rift tracks version of that highly recommend oh yes i
0: haven't seen Rift Tracks. <laughs> you're going have
1: that. to watch bordemic watch it with three of the funniest people
0: on the planet i've actually seen the movie all the way through twice without any Rift tracks assistance so maybe i'll have to watch it with the Rift tracks True. Um, yeah with, with other people i did not watch it on my own like you watch that with others to make fun of it obviously so you had
1: your own Rift tracks going
0: yeah 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 we were making fun of it we were and because yeah. the, the second time i did it i did it with people who i was at unif with and we were doing like mm-hmm. you know tv and production so we, we you know we were going out and shooting things and recording things so that was a very interesting audience to watch that movie with because it's, it's bet, uh, yeah. on a technical level it's such a mess that we were all just in, in, like horrified like what are they doing no <laughs> um but well, walking, in distance, any case, walking distance
1: yes. i re- remember really enjoying watching this one because it's more so about like living in like your your mind of how how you you miss like the old days when you were a kid and everything was great and you know this guy's older now and he has some kind of a important job where he's under a lot of stress and all he does is what all he wants to do is tell his younger self to appreciate the time that he's in because he will when he's older and uh, trying to reach into the past and ends up hurting the memory because he actually ends up hurting himself and it's i think that's a really i don't know nice message and it was a good episode and that was a pretty good one early on
0: yeah i, I won't even add that i, I tangent enough <laughs> really good episode uh number eight is A World of Difference. Uh, I'll find the number in a second, but this is the one where the actor uh, basically... Uh, or so, sorry, someone's at like in an office job, and then someone else cut, mm-hmm. and it turns out the life he believed he had is actually a movie set. It's actually like a fake world, and he finds to he, he comes out of that world to find that he's actually in a messy divorce, that his career has gone down the toilet, that he's got, a, you know, he's got, I think he's got a drinking problem, um, mm-hmm. and you know, it's about how how bad that world is, and the the episode kind of wonderful in how ambiguous it is. Um, and we talked at length about that, uh, but the ending. In the review itself, and you know
1: Yeah, the character never believes that the real world is his world. He the entire episode he still believes that he belongs back in the play.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um and yeah, that's episode number twenty three for the record. Um so I like this one a lot. I think it doesn't have like a huge like huge I mean it's not a bad rate on MDB, but it's definitely a bit lower than some of the other ones that we uh, we've got in our top ten.
1: No, but I think watching them on a weekly basis, we noticed a lot of the same similar themes coming up mm. over and over again. And I think we both agreed that this one did it the best.
0: Yeah, there was a couple like this. Um, and hell, even even walking distance there is similar to, in a way, to one that we, we did recently as well. Um, so- yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: So there's a lot of recurring themes in some of these episodes, and I think whenever there is a recurring theme, typically the best one is really good, and then the others are kind of like, well, you you either did this better already, or you're going to do it better soon. (laughs) Like, one Mm -hmm. or the other. Um, Yeah. And they kind of feel like that. But, uh, no, really inventive, and it's it's clearly about someone, you know, uh, know, either this is true, and there's something supernatural Mm -hmm. going on, or this is purely just about someone who is retreating into their fake world because the real world's too much to take. And I'm going to go out on a link here and say that David Lynch is a fan of this episode. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that Mulholland Drive maybe takes some inspiration. That's all, that's all I'll say. Okay. And I love okay. that movie. So um, Yeah.
1: I so. I really yeah, I really like this one. I thought it was kind of a neat contrast because he in the real life he has like the the life that People dream about having he's a celebrity mm-hmm. he's got a mansion and he's he's has a wife still like this beautiful wife but he's his life is is garbage you know like he's trying to escape from it because it's it's just it's fun to see that having everything isn't going to have you bring you happiness you know like he's happier in a simpler life yeah trying it... to escape you
0: know. Yeah, he's more middle class than the in the in the, the movie or whatever it is he's making. You know, he's he's, he's got a, a right. sort of more normal wife, He's got a more normal job. I mean, he's 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 doing okay. He's got a big office to himself, so he's clearly not like a schlub. But he's you know he's yeah. just not he's not he's a celebrity. Fished, you know? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, just, I, I just had this weird thought in my head. I wanted this remade, but it's like Bora waking up and realizing he's uh Sasha Baron Cohen. I don't know why, but for some reason that makes me laugh thinking about it
1: you just want more borat
0: <laughs> my watch wonder
1: woman <laughs> my <life>. laugh my <wife>. laugh
0: this is my sister she is number three prostitute another kazakhstan um god that movie i don't think
1: you can make a borat movie now even though it wasn't that long ago uh borat, like yeah
0: well i mean it is purely satire which is the thing i mean some of the jokes probably do go too far right. but like like You can't do like that. That movie worked for being shocking. I think the problem with doing a Borat 2 yeah. is that it'd just be trying to top itself, and I don't think that would work. I think it's actually better just being on its own forever. Like Try to do it again I think it wouldn't work.
1: Sacha Baron Cohen's doing just fine in his Stars or Showtime show that he has right now.
0: Oh yeah, he's got stuff going. He's he, he's on Netflix as well. He just did a miniseries on Netflix.
1: Oh, I should check him out.
0: Yeah, he's a spy. He's a true story. Um, But yeah, uh, so that was number eight. Number seven is the last flight which is episode 18 of the season uh this is a pilot from world war one as yes well war war. i was just double checking what world war it was uh, he comes to present day at the time 1960 and he's confused he lands in an air base and everyone's like well this is weird and they look into him and it's basically about him like finding out what happened in the war and um it's ultimately, he's a bit of a coward. The reason why he came back is because he, he sort of fled the, you know, the airfield that he was fighting in and kind of ended up going through. A, it's very, it's very the Final Countdown. If anyone's ever seen the movie, The Final mm-hmm. Countdown, which we've done on the Ace, is very similar in premise to that. I mean, it's the reverse way around. It's, it's going to the present instead yeah. of going to the past, but uh, it's very similar but in premise. But it is
1: a jump of 40 years, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah. But here's the thing: I actually, I think this episode is better than the final countdown. I think I think it has more of a dramatic character arc for for the main character, which I think is really fulfilling. Yeah,
1: there's real stakes. the The final countdown. Although I think we both enjoyed watching the movie, like it kind of chickens out mm-hmm. of going with the, you know, the this going towards the obvious stakes in the <laughs> or, or dilemma, and just avoids it altogether. But this one, you know, the character has to make a decision that he knows will probably kill him. And, he, like, he has a full arc of finding courage in the in the 25 minute episode.
0: Yeah, it's really good. It's I, good. I think this one, I mean, it's rated fairly highly on MDB, but, you know, watching this one, I'm like, damn, that should be always like mentioned when we're talking about the best episodes, because it's really freaking good. Mm-hmm. It's got a good character story, the premise is fun, and, you know, proper science yeah. fiction, and
1: the side characters are pretty good too I like the um, uh, I don't know if he was like a general or something in the office they were pretty good I like them trying to like prove him wrong and figure out like you know is he telling the truth kind of thing
0: and even the ending like there's a sort of coda that I won't spoil but there's a coda with other characters and typically Twilight Zone doesn't do a lot of that (laughs) where there's other characters who have a scene after the main characters kind of left the story and even that I thought was like I like this scene I like what it's doing and uh, so Last Flight I, I highly recommend The Last Flight Uh, so number 6 is the lonely and this takes us back earlier in the (laughs) season to episode number 7 and it's a theme that the the season's had a couple of times which is someone on their own uh, in this mm-hmm. case, it's an asteroid, which, is, which is, was actually something we were joking about a lot in the first half of the season. It kind of went away by the second half, but the first half had a lot of episodes where someone was on an asteroid or landed on an asteroid and they never needed yeah. like suits to breathe or it was always just, no, it was an atmosphere. It's fine.
1: Nope. Just looks like the Mojave Desert.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's a prisoner. It's a prisoner who's been sentenced to live alone. And every so often uh, this little ship comes with like, you know, a couple of guys who bring them supplies, you know, there's your food for the next six months or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and it's
1: like christmas day for him
0: yeah he's counting he down he gets to
1: interact with somebody
0: he's counting down he's, he's he's determined and he's he's upset that he can only stay for like 10 minutes because oh, we have to leave because they are bitten you know whatever other things are changing so they have to go and yeah he uh so that's one time these people this guy because the guy seems to kind of like him you know this guy who brings him his food and he's like look i brought you something to help because i know you're lonely and it's um, uh, it's a lady robot it's a sex part. It's a sex part. <laughs> the episode does avoid ever really addressing the sex part of it, but um, it's a really good story about him falling attached to this this uh, this lady robot and um, how he deals with this. And I I am really into this sort of stuff as a as a, as an idea, like the, the idea of dealing with the isolation, yeah. the loneliness, and what that does to a man. And um, you know, just
1: right, it, like, and just the idea of him having to you know i mean we all see wilson as a as a character on castaway like in this person's actually being played by a human so it's a lot easier to see her as a person too and i think the episode does a pretty good job of like we all sort of feel bad for her situation in the end as well like we don't want even though we know she what she is like yeah it's, it's... she's important to him you know because he really sells it yeah,
0: you could argue it's, also, it's equally about uh, how we attach human qualities to an mm-hmm. animal object. Obviously, this one's a bit murkier because, I mean, it's so human-looking and so lifelike and all these other things. But, like, you know, cast Yeah, of away. course
1: he's going to see her as human by the end. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: pre- maybe even after, like, an hour. What, what, <laughs> what I love about it yeah, is you,
0: you, you can see what the dramatic big beat of the ending is going to be quite early. You can sort of mm-hmm. see it coming, but it doesn't affect the moment when it does come and he has to realize what, what choice he's going to have to make, and it really hurts. So, uh, right. that's what makes this one so good. Um, plus, we got to make tons of sex bot jokes in the review. So, uh, that's always fun. <laughs> uh, so, next up, number five. So, we're right at the top five now. Uh, number five Ooh. is episode fourteen of the season and that is third from the sun and I really thought about what I was saying there because I almost
1: did it. <laughs> because
0: when we were running down the list before we started I said Third Rock from the Sun without thinking about it. <laughs> so this one like is is great. And it's one that we can't really say without we can't say why it's great without spoiling the ending, so we can't really say too much. <laughs> I will say like I, I kinda like figured out where it was going earlier on and um Yeah,
1: and I'll say I'm dumb, and I didn't know. (laughs) It got me.
0: I don't think that makes you dumb. That's why I remember
1: having a lot of Dutch angles, too. Yeah, yeah. So it was like the first time we had seen something like that in this show, where it was just like, it's our world, but something's really off here. You're just always imbalanced. It's really well directed. I didn't care too much for the villain, but... I still See,
0: really like the. I had fun the with the villain. I might have pushed this a placement higher than it would have been because I I was a bit more of a champion for it. I I just I really yeah. like the twist in this. No, admittedly, I think season two has an episode that has a very similar twist, that I, and I also like that episode if I remember right. I mean, it's been a long time, but that twist stuck out to me. Uh, but I'm really excited uh, about getting there. But I I think this one has a really simple like it's got that kind of Cold War kind of suspense of like oh we're being watched the commies are around kind of vibe to it but it puts a science fiction twist onto it with where it goes so uh really good because because they're all scared because the reason basically the plot is is that a family um and another couple the two husbands work at this like place that builds weapons and They're basically worried that the nuclear holocaust is about to happen. They're worried that Judgment Day, that the Skynet's about to turn on and (laughs) everyone's going to die. So they're trying to basically escape the planet. That's the plan. So uh, super fun stuff. Uh, Number four is the very first episode of the season, and that is Where Is Everybody? and Kind of like The Lonely, it goes back to isolation and someone on their own. Uh, Although this one has a fun twist as to what's actually going on. Um,
1: this one really set the bar
0: yeah it uh, set the bar for you because the first thing you ever did that was the first episode of anything you ever recorded <laughs> for um, how do you oh, feel 36, 36 episodes later how do you feel about that first performance
1: um I think I was a little bit nervous mm-hmm. but and turns who, out you're alright <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean who wouldn't be nervous talking to me for the first time you're only human
1: <laughs> yeah it did intimidate me a bit. But <laughs> it's mostly the the idea of the internet and putting myself out there <laughs> that intimidates me. Yeah, it's uh but this one really yeah, it's at the bar and it was uh it was one that we kept referring back to during other reviews and it's it's really well done.
0: And there's a lot of nice little hints throughout the episode that once you get to the ending, you realise what it's about. Because It's about this man. Yeah,
1: this one does a really good job with the puzzle.
0: Yeah, it's about this man who is wandering through a small town, uh, aka a back lot somewhere, uh, on a studio. And
1: Universal studio back lot.
0: Yeah. Uh, it does a little like that, actually. If I, I I think I even pondered at one point. It might even be the Back to the Future uh, town square, before it maybe built, they oh, built some of the it parts of it. Is, yeah. yeah.
1: It's a very strong pilot. It was also just a very strong episode of The Twilight Zone in like how it's set up what you can expect from the series. It had a cool atmosphere to it.
0: Let's move on to number three. Number three is Time Enough at Last, which is episode eight of the season. One of the most famous episodes starring uh, uh, Burgess Meredith from the Rocky franchise. Uh, he's a guy who loves books. He's a married man. His wife never lets him read. His employer never lets him read. Although, to be fair, shouldn't be reading when he's at work. But it is kind of weird that his wife never lets him read. And he is...
1: Yeah, she's malicious about
0: it, too. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, it's like a, a parent trying to like keep their kid away from the tablet, you know, the, the iPad or whatever, for too long because they think they're playing too many games. Mm-hmm. But it's books. Like Parents would be delighted if a kid read a book these days. They'd be like, do you need books? Yeah. Oh, my kid's great. My kid's going to be like a, a scholar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, of course, uh, the world ends and he's left alone with time to read books and i won't spoil the ending even though it's a really famous episode you probably know what it is but um yeah it's really good it's, it's, it's well remembered for a reason um you know meredith is really really good mm-hmm. what's your thoughts
1: yeah it's got really cool sets to it as well like the uh the the post bomb world that he's in is is really cool it's almost like a star trek like an old star trek show
0: was a bigger even but
1: um was that?
0: I feel it was a bit bigger, even because Star Trek often would only have like one little spot. Was I feel like this actually goes through a few locations?
1: Yeah, and it's got like broken down cars and stuff. It's it's cool. Like I like, I like the design of it. It's also, kind of got a. It's got a really good commentary about, like people who. <laughs> just just keep going. Keep going. To murder my cat. About people, <laughs> who. Uh, uh, forget about art and forget about like books and make fun of those who <laughs> who who you know still still hold on to it and you know maybe one of the reasons why the world ended was because people ignored the good things in life yeah anyway, I like this episode a lot it definitely deserves to be in the top three and I think most lists will probably have this as number one but.
0: One or two. I feel like our number two is also one that may be number one in a lot of lists.
1: Yeah, I think our top three are probably predictable. Uh, (laughs) But
0: but our number two... Just the
1: order, that's going to be different.
0: Yeah, Our number two is the monsters are due on Maple Street. Now I want to make something clear because there was some controversy when our review (laughs) of this went out. I was getting lambasted in the comments for being nitpicky, but I maintain I maintain I had one small nitpick and it wasn't a big deal and Tara made it a big deal tara inflated it (laughs) and made everyone hate me and i will not have it It as a great episode with a minor nitpick a minor
1: nitpick that's all i said i'll defend you you're the one who said i think this should be number two over time and up at last which i disagreed with but (laughs) (laughs) so clearly i'll defend
0: i'll defend you but i want everyone to know that you disagreed with me
1: (laughs) I mean I'll defend you that you
0: clearly like the episode sure. a lot <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, so this episode is basically about paranoia it's about a, uh, just a street Maple Street specifically uh, and all the residents start to query why all of their power is out and get very paranoid and suspicious of one another and get worried that there's spies and much like we said uh, earlier with uh, Third Rock or Third from the Sun um, <laughs> shut it um, love w- it we talked about uh, how it was set in the Cold War, how the idea of communists being among us, although maybe, although this time it's like literally they think it's aliens. But it's clear that aliens are a stand in for communists <laughs> in yeah, that sense.
1: Yeah. It's definitely a red scare.
0: So, <laughs> but the drama they're... of it's good. It juggles a lot of characters in a 25 minute episode, which is very impressive. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: no, good mood, moods.
1: Yeah, you're right. And it is. It is an important lesson for today. Still, this one I think really holds up.
0: I I think all the best ones do. I think a lot of the good ones have messages that are still applicable today. These are
1: a cautionary tale about mom mentality and uh, being the first to accuse somebody of something based on fear. Because it's a really great episode.
0: Human beings have not improved in sixty years, is what I've learned, (laughs) uh, basically. So uh, that's number two, and number one which I don't think will be a surprise if you remember a review for this one. That was 22, by the way. Monsters of June, Maple Street was number 22. Uh, but our final uh, episode, number one, is A Stop at Willoughby, which is episode 30 uh, of the season. Mm. And this is easily the darkest episode in the season and the series so far. Easily. And it's one, of the, one that we kind of respected for that. Now, I actually think it does have a little bit of a pacing issue here or there. But despite that, when we sat down to do this list, I didn't even I didn't even disagree with Tara. I said, No, it is number one. I'm not gonna fight you because it is number one. It may not be perfect, yeah. but it's number one.
1: That's okay. I think yeah. it's I think it has a message. The message is clear and it's it's sad, uh, but it's beautifully made and directed and I love the lead performer. And, you know, when it hits you at the end, it hits you hard, like, oh,
0: Yeah, uh, basically. Probably
1: call my friend. (laughs) (laughs) like, hey, how are you?
0: (laughs) I mean, basically, like, this is an episode where halfway through, I'm like, you know, this episode's actually kind of dark if you stop and think what it's really about, you know, because it doesn't come across as dark at face value necessarily. It just comes across as, you know, a Twilight Zone episode. Uh, But then they did the the, the final, like, few minutes actually make it clearly dark is what it actually is about. Like, it, it actually brings the darkness to the forefront, which I wasn't expecting. So I'm impressed by that for a start. Uh, But it's about depression, it's about a midlife crisis, it's about all these things. And, uh, yeah, I don't don't want to say the word that it's really about because I don't want to spoil it. But, um... yeah,
1: I think it's a, you know, it's another example of uh, like the one with the actor who's trying to escape his life and live in a fantasy world. But uh, this one, you know, really set the bar. On those types of episodes, even if it is a bit of a retread. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's episode 30, so they had plenty of practice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's what you could argue. This- you could argue it took it and improved upon it. I think the problem with a lot yeah. of the repeats is that they're often the good ones first, and then like, the next two or three attempts are all worse. Yeah, it's like- they're just trying to, yeah. <sighs> well, why <did> you do <laughs> they're just again? trying to
1: retread what worked, and it just doesn't. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, but that is a number one uh comfortably so just to recap here number 10 was the after hours number nine is walking distance number eight is a world of difference number seven is the last flight number six is the lonely number five is the third from the sun four is where is everybody three time enough at last two the monsters are due in maple street and number one is a stop at willoughby that is our top 10 episodes of twilight zone season one so Hopefully, uh, if you're looking for a best of to like go and watch, maybe that's giving you some recommendations. Because uh, unlike all TV shows, you can just cherry pick episodes if you want. Because it's a complete anthology; they're all standalone. Yeah. Um, so now
1: here's a list of ones you can skip. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here's our worst three episodes of the season. So, a little bit of a bonus just to be a bit salty at the end. Um, number three <laughs> is one that I was fighting for because I hated this episode, and that is Perchance to Dream. Uh, probably the first episode of the season that I disliked. Um, this was episode nine. So, it comes after mm-hmm. one of the best. It comes after uh, Time Enough at Last. It's like the very next episode. So,. Uh, not a good yeah, it probably before. hurts it a little bit. Uh, it's very *Nightmare on Elm Street*, um, but I, I never really felt like it had much of a point. It felt like it was just doing random things. Um, I found it kind of a chore to sit through, and I Tara didn't hate it as much as I did, but I I was I was not happy with it. <laughs> I,
1: I liked it, but I had problems with it, and I actually don't disagree that it's it's probably one of the you know lesser ones. We, we've had some mediocre ones that maybe I would put lower than this just because this one had interesting ideas like the freddy krueger style villain and i i did like that you know it's that once she invades your dream like every time he goes to sleep the dream picks up where it left off and it keeps going until his eventual death which is why he's like staying awake and But I think the problem I have really is the final scene um, where she's also there in real life makes it confusing.
0: (laughs) Tara forgetting the mailed spoilers that I said at the start of the video. Yeah, well, sorry.
1: It's a bad episode. I said you could skip this one. It's only
0: mailed spoilers, Tara. And the final scene when this happened... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um number two is a very recent episode this was the second last episode of the season and that is the mighty casey which is about a robot that is put on a, a minor league baseball i don't know if it's minor league i think it's a major league team but it's like the the lowest of the major leagues <laughs> like it's the lowest <laughs> team in the league yeah and uh they start to win because this this picture is a robot so uh there's a bit of a little tale it's a bit of a ridiculous misfire of a comedy that uses a lot of sound effects and it's just kind of silly. A lot of
1: slide whistle. A lot of slide
0: whistle on the soundtrack, which is very weird and kind of out of tone for Twilight Zone. Uh, not that they can vary a bit, because it's not like you know, it's not like a, a stop. We've it had well some day. comedy
1: ones that have worked for me. Uh,
0: nice place to visit was was amusing.
1: Nice place to visit was pretty good. The that chaser. almost made our list.
0: Yeah, uh, the Chaser I think was kind of amusing. That was the
1: yeah I like that one love too. potion
0: one. Yeah, um. But you're the one who fought for this to be above Perchance the Dream, so you can make a case.
1: Uh, yeah, I just don't think the comedy works in this one. Because um, so I don't think it's appropriate to put a sex robot on a baseball team. <laughs> it sort of like goes towards the direction of Measure of a Man, and then completely takes like a left turn, and, <laughs> and, do, do, Joe's and funny. skips that whole interesting issue.
0: What's funny is the and, actor who was in The Lonely is also in this, and they both deal with a robot, yes. And what's funny is that he made it onto both our top 10 best and worst three episodes in the same season. So, credit <laughs> to him for for getting that honor.
1: Oh, yeah. He gets a fuzzy, <laughs> whatever that might be.
0: <laughs> that sounds like some something dirty. <laughs> he got a fuzzy. I mean, he was
1: in both sex bot episodes, so.
0: So, number one, or worst episode, and this is not a surprise, I don't think, if you remember a review for this. Um, I think Tara did feel strong, stronger on this than I did. I didn't like it, but Tara was like livid. I did not
1: like that. So. She, she came into the Except review. So it was bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she was not pulling punches. Uh, she did not enjoy the, <laughs> the slot machine that was after him. It was called The Fever.
1: Yeah. Pretty bad. <laughs>
0: about gambling addiction. We have
1: a cautionary tale about what happens, the dangers of gambling addiction where the slap machine will call your name in a horrible voice (laughs) and uh, stalk you to the point where it's like waddling down a hallway. (laughs) It's so bad. I don't
0: remember what the voice sounded like, but I think I said it sounded like a Dalek on the review. I think I remember saying that.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of close to the Alpha 60 from AlphaVille too. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, only there's no French accent
0: honestly if I was to pick between them I'd rather listen to the slot machine I think the Alphaville act one was worse but <laughs> but it's a fair comparison
1: slot, the slot machine isn't swallowing
0: yes I'm not.
1: <laughs> during the voicing
0: yeah other than that the whole time yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah that's the fever so that's my number, that's our number one worst so that's a top ten and top three worst of the first season of the Twilight Zone we'll be doing this after each season uh, which means next week we return with another episode where we begin season two. Whoa!
1: How
0: exciting is that? How exciting! The beginning is
1: that? of the end <laughs> of the last four seasons, <laughs> and then I'm a, then I'm allowed to leave, right?
0: No, but then I we can go home? No, then we have Twilight Zone uh, '80s to do. So oh. you're here for the long haul.
1: <laughs> what did I, What did I sign up for? what have I done
0: you're them blood besides and then you said I want my own show and then I gave you the ace and then you bossed me around on that so
1: well it is my show I'm allowed to do what I want
0: that is that, is us, that is that has been our top 10. Uh, you can, of course, let us know what you think of our picks. Give us your top 10 of season one, your favourite episodes in the comments. You can like and subscribe. You can ding the bell on YouTube, make sure you get the notifications. You can rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, give us five stars. Helps us out a lot. More people will find us that way. If you want to support us financially, you can do that at patreon.com slash TV. Wait, Tara does this, but Tara, continue. <laughs> Aww, (laughs) you're doing so good. (laughs) Yes, but people like a train wreck, so please.
1: (laughs) All right, yeah. You can go to patreon.com Mouthless TV, where you can donate as little as a dollar per month, and that dollar gets you bonus episodes of other shows we do, including The Ace, The Atomic Cinema Experiment, which is my show. (laughs) And I guess, I guessed on it, (laughs) yes. yes and Peter is my guest every week
0: yes which is why the one we're recording right after this video I'm going to make Tara do the intro for since it's her show uh, so we'll see how that goes but that, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but that has been this week's Twilight Zone uh, episode not review of course but uh, we'll be back with season 2 episode 1 next week so look forward to that thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it uh, and keep watching television guys in the Twilight Zone